With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Lindquist. This is my buddy, Rin Pack. Uh, we're going to break down Thursday's five-game NBA DFS slate. Rin Pack, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I dodged the uh, Roby uh, late scratch bomb. Uh, it's been a flurry out there in the DFS Twitter streets. A lot of people are on full tilt, but we shall see what ends up happening. So I had to do a phone swap. I couldn't uh, do my normal process of swapping because I was away from my computer, but somehow got most of the Roby out. But we shall see if it's going to be enough to be a profitable slate. Uh, Harden, I was really high on James Harden. He really let me up, let me down across the board on many sites. So if he let me down at that price, like, it will be tough for me to recover at this uh, stage of the night. Yeah, I'm I'm under the field on Roby, but I still have Roby, and I still have him in my two best lineups on both sites. So. That's a huge bummer. I, I played a lot of Q stuff over on, on DK today and was hoping to get some tickets to the 1500 and the 888 and all for naught. But, you know, we'll 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 send in our support emails and we'll see what happens. But uh, anywho, I guess I should probably start cheering up. I'm a happy person as it is. Let's get going to the slate for tomorrow. Um, sorry about that, guys. Here we go. Uh before we get going, look at that bottom bar. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at Osmo is going live. Let's get going to the top end of point guard over on DraftKings on a brighter, sunnier day of all sorts. Uh, Steph Curry sitting at 10,100 against Orlando. Uh, Steph Curry, who is shooting the ball pretty darn well of late, I would say, uh, even though... Uh, the the fantasy results haven't necessarily been there. I mean, look at his actual real points. Uh, 38, 28, 57, 32, 32 his last five. But only one of those has he gone over 54.25. So I just want to let that be known. It's, it's not necessarily all translating into the fantasy box score. Uh, Damian Lillard, 9,800 up against these Philadelphia 76ers. We talk a lot about how Ben Simmons is fantastic at defense. I don't really care. It's Damian Lillard without CJ McCollum. I'm going to continue having exposure there. Uh, I think the fact that he might have, like, quote unquote, burned a couple people, even though he played fine, it just wasn't great on that slate, uh, might, might reduce a little bit of the ownership here. So have Happy to get on top of the 9,800 there in the late night hammer. And then Fred Van Vliet, who's dropped down to 85. Well, I guess he's 8,500 over on DraftKings. We'll, we'll see what his salary, salary is over on FanDuel. That's really the, the issue for him uh, compared, to, compared to DraftKings. But talk to me about the top end of point guard. The top, top end of point guard, we got Steph and Dane. Uh, both are uh, very interesting. Obviously, we know what the ceiling can be there. There's 70-point upside, 80-point upside on any given slate with them, but both are, I believe you're going to have to project them quite similarly. I will still take the savings on Dame, I think on FanDuel on, uh, sorry, on DraftKings and over there on FanDuel, I think uh, going down saving the $500 to Dame makes more sense to me, but both are um, amazing players and obviously amazing upside in both of them. 
But it, it'll be tough to pay out for both of them in a point guard lineup. Your lineup will be, be very unique. Uh, but I think we need to talk about uh, Ben Simmons against this Portland team. He didn't play last time, if you guys remember. He was a uh, he was a late scratch. I mean, not a late scratch. Too he soon, ruled out right Too soon. <laughs> he was ruled out right before lock, and uh, that that's when uh, we had to play guys like Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton. But Simmons against this Portland matchup, I like that quite a bit. Eighty eight hundred dollars, and I think outside of Simmons in the pay up range, I, I, no no one no one else really in the mid tier has pricing that really stands up. I think we can go to Malcolm Brogdon, who just burned a lot of people today after laying a dud against this Brooklyn defense. I don't know how that happened, but that was, I was pretty salty with that performance. I thought he was a pretty much a lock to get to 40 points. He got to low 30s, which is not going to be enough on a nine-game slate like we had tonight. And I think Brogdon's $7,500, I think, is pretty solid for sure on DK. And pay, and pay down options, I think uh, – we can consider a $7,100 John Wall over there in DK. Seems nice. It's against Miami. So we'll see if Wall um, can consistently play those mid-30 minutes going forward. I, he's done it the past two times out. And Wall in 34 minutes, there's a path for him to get to 50 fantasy points. So, And I think someone who's going to get a lot of popularity over time uh, is DeLon Wright. I'm not interested in DeLon Wright uh, anymore because there's Dennis Smith Jr. in town now. I think he's brought into Detroit to kind of audition himself. Maybe Detroit wants to keep him around uh, as another uh, backcourt piece with Killian Hayes going forward. But how do you feel about DeLon Wright? And does anyone else stand out to you? Yeah, so Dennis Smith Jr. has played 28 minutes all season. He could play 28 minutes in this game. Uh, DeLon Wright has played a lot of shooting guard in the past. They're not going to be needing to like play Svi as much as what he has been. Uh, uh, Wright can can slide over to the two a little bit. Like they, they could basically be on the floor together. I would kind of expect that at this point. I'm going to be very curious to see what Dennis Smith Jr.'s minutes end up being. He is the flat minimum over on DraftKings. He is the flat minimum over on FanDuel. So I want to let that be known. Uh, before anything else, because uh, I would have some interest there if we, as long as we hear that there's no minutes limit or something. Uh, again, you're talking about it being an audition, and if we hear that he's good to go, and if he's he could end up in the starting lineup and be the highest owned player on this entire slate, which is so so crazy to say out loud, but uh, I kind of expect him to get 22, 26 minutes and get close to like playing his entire minute allotment uh, for the entire year in this game. Uh, How do you feel about that? And then finish out the position. Yeah, I think it's uh, better to take some shots early on before the the field gets there, especially at that price tag. Uh, There's a huge upside to your lineup. That'll give you a merit to potentially jamming studs like Dame, Embiid, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, there's not like Embiid and Curry and Dame are the like, three high price studs in Vucevic. Uh, so it'll give a pathway to get, get some of those studs on this slate. Love it. Uh, looking around the rest of the position, there's not really a whole lot that I want to like go nuts on. Uh, Kemba Walker at 6,500 on DraftKings with Jalen Brown back. I'm going to continue to have no interest and feel just fine with that. Let everybody else play that guy. Uh, it's been nice to be light on him. I would expect him to start playing better. Um, but man, towards the end of the bubble, I could never get him right. He just never did anything. And that's kind of carried over into this year. So uh, ready to jump over to shooting guard? 
Let's do it. Let's party. Top end of shooting guard, uh, Fred Van Vliet, 9300 Same exact price tag as today. Uh, FanDuel on back-to-backs basically doesn't ever change the prices. Um, but, you know, still obviously played good in this spot today against Washington. Uh, but, man, he played a terrible second half, didn't he? Uh, what, what did he finish up with? Uh, Van Vliet? Uh, let me take a quick look. I'll let um, you keep going. I'll, I'll continue explaining it out. I'm just curious because I had a I had a show on for the evening, so I didn't get to see the finish of that game. But uh, Victor Oladipo, $8,000. Uh, Houston up against Miami. Have no issue going there again. Uh, the, the deal is him and John Wall on the floor at the same time, uh, which we're expecting for this one. We don't have like a huge sample size for it. They're going to obviously cut into each other's usage and production a little bit, you would think. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of take a look into that as, as the slate goes on into tomorrow uh kyle lowry all the way down to oh excuse me uh norman powell all the way down at 6800 who played phenomenal today i know he went off because i had a couple shares of him on FanDuel, specifically in my isaiah roby bomb lineup good lord uh go to the bottom bar and tell me the best lineup you had with isaiah roby in it that's gonna be tomorrow i want to know the tilt the tilt is real tonight so so let out some frustration in the bottom bar not that anybody's ever not done that before on the slate starter but uh go ahead and have that uh talk to me about shooting guard rain pack so uh Shooting guard, we got Van Vliet over there, and Oladipo, Norman Powell, Andrew Wiggins, or uh, some of the uh, shooting guard options to consider. And that price tag, as ridiculous as it might, might sound, I think it's gonna be have to be. I'm I'm kind of interested in Andrew Wiggins at that six six price tag. It sounds ugly, uh, looking at things right now, but shooting guard on Fanduel does not look too nice. Uh, Seth Curry, I believe, is going to be doubt, doubtful tomorrow. So that might open up some shooting guard minutes in the backcourt for potentially uh, Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey over there. Uh, Josh Jackson's now priced up to 5500 That's a little too high for Josh Jackson. Now that Dennis Smith Jr. is in the mix, I expect Smith Jr. to get some minutes uh, tomorrow. Over there on um, DK, uh, Wiggins is a at $6,200. I like that price tag quite a bit. Maxey's $3,200. I think Maxey has potential to get uh, mid to high 20 minutes and at $3,200, I think there's a way for him to uh, pull that off against Portland. He played Portland two games ago, put up 25 fantasy points in 21 minutes. So hopefully there's a, uh, he gets some run if Seth Curry does not play. Uh, other options to consider in spending up. I'm okay with an $8,500 band blade in Oladipo. Nothing too exciting, but Evan Fournier at $6,100, I think, uh, there's an upside for him to potentially hit some threes and get you to mid 30 fantasy points. And at that price tag with the slate of this size, I think you'll be very content with that. And uh, any interest in a uh, uh, 6k Gary Trent jr. Uh, with Dame, I know 6k Gary Trent jr. Does not sound fun whatsoever, but on am you're going to have to roster two shooting guards uh, and $9,300 Van Vliet will be unique. And I'm not too excited to play Van Vliet when he's that high owned. Uh, that high price, but how do you, uh, what are you thinking about some couple shooting guard options? If you see Gary Trent in one of my lineups at 6,400 on shooting guard, I've been held hostage against my will and somebody has control of my FanDuel account because that will not be happening on my end. Uh, I will, I will, uh, maybe I get a random one off or something. I understand that he's pretty good basketball like I I do like him as a player we've seen him get close to 40 on on multiple occasions here with CJ McCollum out 
but I would much rather just punt the position and go down. Uh, we've seen Sterling Brown's price tag come up all the way to 4,800. Uh, he played 28 and 25 minutes, but now with Oladipo and Wall in there, that's going to be a no for me. But like somebody like Terrence Ross, who played 31 minutes, put up 30.3. I know he's a shooting dependent guy, but uh, I would much rather just like save the money and go down to him as opposed to going to Gary Trent. Uh, Seth Curry, they they played the juke in the. Um, they, they kind of juked us a little bit with the injury report today. They said that he was going to be out. Now he's going to be in. So uh, 4,100 all the way down there. Played 26 and 29 minutes the last two. 25.4 and 27.1 on FanDuel. I would much rather just punt the position and go down to like somebody like him. Somebody that I randomly got on with Yuta Watanabe out. I, I got like maybe 2 or 3% of him, but I mean he was 1% owned. Uh, would be DeAndre Bembry, who's been playing like bigger minutes of late. By the way, uh, Fred Van Leet only put up 25 at 9,300. So uh, I expect his ownership to be so, so low. So you're looking at a low, low owned tournament guy there. Uh, Emac, I'm sorry that you have to roster him in the Fred Van Elite contest. You are drawing dead, my friend. Uh, unless that's on DraftKings. It's on DraftKings. Never mind. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, but DeAndre Bembry, 3,700, uh, played 25 and 23 minutes. He's like an okay pun option there. He's been playing alongside Terrence Davis in that second unit. So uh, somebody to like absolutely just say, screw it. I don't care about this lineup, but somebody that could punt and maybe spark a shooting upside. Uh, finish out uh, bottom end of, of shooting guard for me. Uh, it's ugly. Um, nothing exciting. Uh, there's uh, Keep an eye on the situation with Philly. There might be something uh, that opens up over there. Going back to Van Vliet, people are going to look back and see how he's done versus Boston in the past. They did have a seven-game series in the playoffs where you'll see minutes through the roof. And when when you're playing north of 39, 40 minutes like they did in that series, when Nick Nurse was running out at just like a six- to seven-man rotation, it felt like he, he put up some monster-monster games. So he had a couple games north of 50 fantasy points. Italy has an upside. We have seen it. Uh, maybe it's a back-to-back. Lowry or Siakam don't play, potentially. So there's a lot of moving parts uh, where Van Vliet can become a good play. So keep that in mind as we hop over to the small forward position. Yeah, before we do, I just want to talk a little bit about the process. So the process is a new video series that Greg, oh, sorry, not Greg, why am I doing this today? Josh Engelman. Josh Engelman has started a new process series. Uh, he's he's just fantastic. Uh, he's going through everything. He's pulling up NBA Wowie, popcornmachine.net, uh, going through all of the things that he goes through in the morning to be able to put into his massive Excel spreadsheet. It's not just impressive, but it's very, very informative. Uh, he's just drinking coffee, hanging out. I know that there's a lot of the, the Slate Starter crew that like to wake up and, and and start their day off with us, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, try to check out some of those videos. Those go live at 6.30 a.m. Monday through Friday here going forward. Uh, we, he's already got two in the bag. I would strongly recommend going back, watching a couple of those videos going forward. They're free on YouTube. Uh, free is great. Free 99 is always the best. Uh, so starting 3.30 a.m. out here on the West Coast, it's tougher to catch that live, but I've uh, been watching those in the mornings, and he does a fantastic job. So, so check out Josh Engelman in the process uh, over at the Osimo YouTube channel. Uh, at the top end is small forward. Jimmy Butler, 8,400, is the most expensive guy listed. Uh, we've seen Jimmy Butler have some like just massive games. He had three games of 44.5 in a row. I thought that that was pretty fun. Uh, up until the 56 bomb he put up against Shout New York. Shout out to York. Chris Davis. Shout out to Chris Davis. <laughs> is that is that the baseball Chris Davis? Are we talking repeat yep. the the three years in a row batting mm-hmm. average? God, I love you, man. I would. There's nobody I want to be doing this with other than you. Yeah. Throwing in the MLB with me too. Good lord. Uh, 
put up 50 spots before that. Since he's come back from COVID, the COVID reserve list, he's been unbelievably good and consistent. 8,400, I think he's going to be a big part of a lot of the things that I'm trying to do over on DraftKings. Uh, ben Simmons is 8,300. Obviously, in that Portland, Portland matchup, we got to be enjoying as well. Uh, somebody to definitely have some interest in. Jalen Brown is all the way down to 7,700. We saw him uh, coming questionable, but played 37 minutes in a tough matchup against Utah, put up 43 fantasy points. I expect him to be popular too. Generally, we're looking to punt small forward, but I see a lot of good options, especially when you like bring into uh, bring into effect Jeremy Grant too, who's only at seventy four hundred. But we've seen some upside from him, not just lately against Brooklyn, which uh, you would think everybody has Brooks uh, upside against Brooklyn. Shout out Pacers, thanks guys. Um, but uh, but Jeremy Grant, uh, happy to go there too. Small forward looks decent tomorrow on DraftKings. Uh, talk to me about these guys. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll quickly cover FanDuel. Uh, there's uh, excellent payup options. Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler. I think saving to Jeremy Grant at $8,200 makes sense. He's the lead dog there, and there's not really an option, too, anymore in Detroit. It's him, and then there's everyone else. Maybe DeLon Wright is considered an option, too, in your opinion. Blake Griffin's uh, option five in the starting five now, so go figure how the mighty have fallen. Uh, I think Kelly Oubre Jr., $6,500 is always, always uh, – an enticing play because his minutes have gone up to the mid thirties. He's someone who's very active on the defensive end. Uh, I like that price tag at $6,500. Maybe his ownership comes in low and we could go there. Uh, I believe OG Ananobi uh, could return tomorrow. $6,200. If he plays, it was a lower, lower body injury. So keep that in mind. Uh, there could be a potential minutes limit there. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson is all the way up to $5,200. Wow. But he played 26 minutes. He's playing the mid to high 20 minutes, uh, low 30s at times. He's going to have to be efficient on the shooting end and be active on the rebounding end to really get there for you. Uh, he, I don't know if his rebounding rate can be sustainable. 10, 11, 8, 8 are the past four rebounding games for him. He's a, uh, I, I consider him more of a 3 than a 4 at times. Maybe he's maybe a little bit more of a 4, but I don't know. That's a little too expensive for my liking. Danny Green is down to $3,700. It is an ugly, ugly Danny Green box score watch. You'll take a look. There is like only two games north of 20 fantasy points in the last 10, it feels like. But this is Portland, and you're going to have to play two, and sometimes you're going to have to save down. And if Danny Green's going to get mid-20 minutes, there's a way. If Danny Green's going to hit some five threes and get some steals, he's going to pay off that price tag. Derek Jones Jr. is $4,500, another guy who uh, was injured, played a high 29 minutes. And – I think that's someone to uh, definitely keep in mind. Over there on DK, uh, Wiggins, $6,200. I think that's someone that we should consider. Ben Simmons, $8,300. I like that price tag quite a bit. And Jeremy Grant, $7,400. I think will be very, very popular, and I think rightfully so. Indiana's in a back-to-back, and there haven't been anything that uh, exciting on defense to be worried about on defense. So uh, I think – Jeremy Grant, Simmons, Wiggins all stand out to me. How do you feel about uh, some mid-tier options like Jay Sean Tate, uh, Josh Jackson over there, some of the guys that who will be unique in your lineup, maybe some low-owned guys, maybe someone who can get hot like Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is is somebody that I think just being a shooting dependent guy, it's always going to depend what ownership is on him. I can't give you a take. I will play him when he's not popular. I will be over top of him. 
Um, or sorry, I will be over top of him when he is not popular. I will be under when he ends up being chalky. So it just kind of depends. Uh, everything depends on the slate size, depends on the positional equity, depends on positional scarcity. So many other factors that we have to bring in. So from a first look perspective, I still like Terrence Ross, just as somebody who can get on top of an upside for sure. Uh, but at, at if there's any kind of an ownership there, no thanks. Uh, Sterling Brown's only 4K over there. I'd probably be okay taking some punts on him there, but I guarantee that he's going to still garner ownership there as will James Ennis who played fantastic the last time out at 4200 uh, three for five from three uh, played 35 minutes for for Orlando was in that starting lineup I could I could see having some shares of him too but again I, I expect some of these guys down here who are punted to to garner some kind of ownership I guess Sadiq Bay is somebody to bring up uh, I brought him up the other day against Brooklyn he ended up getting there uh, for me at 3400 he's only 3500 here now but he shot the lights out of it it was pretty lucky for me to get there. He was three for three from three, six for six from the field, and only got to 23.25. So I'm not going to be going back that direction now that you bring a wild card like Dennis Smith Jr. into the equation and uh, an unknown as far as like what those minutes will be with him there. Uh, I'm looking around the the mid-tier to upper tier. I think small forward randomly is like a position I'm looking at paying up for, which I rarely say. Um, What do you think? Yeah, and I think... uh... I think that's something that we got to consider. I think sometimes the floor of your lineup is pretty important. Raw points at the end of the day is the name of the game when you're playing DFS. And higher price guys have a higher ceiling. So, and we're going to always have to target ceiling when we're trying to win these tournaments. And I think uh, Jalen Brown has a huge ceiling. Jimmy Butler has big ceilings when he's on the court. So maybe a couple of those guys get 50, um, which is really impressive. And some of the other uh, studs disappoint, like Embiid, Dame, and Curry. Maybe they disappoint, and maybe it's the small forwards who carry the lineups tomorrow. So remember, everything has a script to it, and carrying those lineups with the ceiling will really pay off in the long haul. Sitting at the top end of power forward, let's start over on FanDuel. I've been I've been pretty DraftKings specific today. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. I think I think YouTube will appreciate such things. No, they're going to hate me. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, Jason Tatum, ninety five hundred at the top end of power forward uh, against Toronto. Toronto's playing track again too. I like these little track meet games. Jason Tatum uh, coming off of back to back games sub uh, subpar outings after completely going nuts in a tough matchup against the Clippers against Sacramento in a great matchup. So I'm I'm looking for Jason Tatum to bounce back. That price tag, though, is still out of control over on FanDuel. 9,500, still getting down from, I mean, it was above 10K, then it was 9,700 last slate. So uh, we're we're getting back down to earth a little bit for him, but obvious upside there. 9,300, Demonis Sabonis, who, God, these this entire Pacers team is just, like, I hate all of you. Thanks so much, guys, for, for doing all the things that I didn't need you to do. Tools. All right, Bam Adebayo's $9,000 up against Houston. Uh, obvious upside there. It's Bam Adebayo, but like that's just a lot to be paying for a guy. With Jimmy Butler back, he hasn't hurt me yet, other than the one game where I maybe should have had a little bit more, but otherwise I've been underweight since Butler got back and been just fine with that. Talk to me about the top end of power forward. So top end of power forward, uh, we're going to have to talk about Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis was someone that we were... Uh, on today, obviously, uh, we would have loved that game for not to blow out, get some extra fourth quarter run. It didn't happen. It's DFS for you. Um, all our game scripts not go in our favor. For every good break, there will be a bad break. That's how the, this game goes. And I think Jason Tatum, $8,900 versus Toronto. I like Tatum quite a bit. His shot volume is always there. And I think that's someone that we sh- I will be con- looking to go to on both sides. Uh, 
I know maybe his ownership might not be as high looking in, but I, I like Tatum quite a bit, $9,500. I think his upside is uh, hasn't been there since he's come back, really, but I like his shop line. That's why I'm going to be considering him. I think Sabonis to go back to him just because he let us down. I think that's what you got to do. Kind of go back and have a short memory when it comes to DFS. Yeah, I don't want to um, like interject. Be- I'm just going to say one thing about Sabonis. His last two games, he shot 37% from the floor and 23% from the floor. I don't expect that to continue for a guy who on the year is a 50, uh, 53.7% shooter. So I'm expecting positive regression. The price tag went up a little bit and people felt like they got burned. I'm happy to go way overweight again on a five-game slate. Yeah, and uh, as you should, it's just uh, how you can uh, jump uh, massive amounts of ownership, uh, put your lineup in a good spot to be the position to take something big down. Now, Draymond Green is now up to $7,500. That is a tough, tough price to swallow now. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, And he's gone all the way from $49 to $7,500 in just a matter of 10 days. So go figure. Uh, Tobias Harris, $7,800 versus Portland. Portland's a defense that we should be targeting when they're on the slate. And I think Tobias Harris can definitely, uh, who is now power forward eligibility, he has now been moved over over there. So I think Chris Boucher was very good today, put up 42 fantasy points in 24 minutes. So you know what he can do when he's given the minutes. Uh, So Nick Nurse, I pray, and you give him in 30 minutes, maybe he can put up 50 fantasy points. But someone who I think we should be considering. Each time Blake Griffin's on the slate at $5,100. That's going to be all for me today. Take it easy. (laughs) Eric has removed him from the player pool right now. So I think Blake Griffin is pretty much done. Uh, He has not dunked a basketball in over a year. So if you were to tell me that. You're on board with me. Never mind. Never mind. We're we're back. We're back. Uh, He's only had one upside game. That was against the Lakers and everything else has been very disappointing. So. Griffin, $5,300 on DK. It'll be tough to go to him. He just does not look good anymore. He's uh, close to retirement uh, more than anything at this point. Um, I think we need to uh, some spend-down options to keep in mind of over there. I think Daniel Tice, $4,900. He's one of those guys who's always playing around the mid-20s minutes, and he really just needs to get a bunch of putbacks, a double-double, like a 10-10 double-double. And boom, he'll kind of will get you there. He's never exciting. Uh, Daniel Tice is never exciting when he's on the slate, but you need to. But there, there's going to be some spots to get different, and I think we could get different with him. Eric Pascal returned to the rotation last time, played 16 minutes, was very effective after burning the whole DFS world since opening night. How do you feel about Pascal? And is, um, do you feel like there are any uh, power forwards that? should be absolutely we should be considering for sure yeah so pascal's the center on FanDuel, so that's going to be a definite no 4200 over there uh but on on DraftKings, I, I could definitely see getting to some pascal he was definitely a guy i wanted to bring up at 4200 daniel tice i've been high on pretty much every single slate um for the most part i he, i guess there was that one random game against phoenix where he didn't start and then he played 35 minutes so that was super frustrating i believe it was um, or maybe, yeah, because I thought Tice was for sure going to be in that starting lineup with Kaminsky, and I think it was Grant Williams, if I'm recalling that correctly, but he still played 35 minutes. Last game against Utah, I know he started, uh, play, uh, got 23.5 over on DraftKings in 28 minutes, and that game blew out a little bit towards the end. Uh, probably didn't come back towards the end. I'll, I'll go back through that on popcornmachine.net again tomorrow, but uh, looking at 
uh, looking at him, I'm I'm definitely more excited to get to him than getting to Tristan Thompson or to to any of these other guys, uh, these ancillary pieces that aren't Jalen Brown and uh, and Jason Tatum. Uh, going around on FanDuel, you do have to talk a little bit about some of these Orlando guys because if you're trying to save money and get a different roster construction, Chuma Okiki uh, played 27 minutes. Amino uh, hurt his knee again, which is just like this guy give him a break or something but I saw that he ended up sitting out the rest of that game he's now listed as a game time decision now he's questionable for it uh I think Chuma Akiki actually at 4800 would probably be as cheap as I'm willing to go like Isaiah Stewart if you were to like spike a minutes upside but he just is never gonna like see the run there um I think he's probably about as cheap as I want to be going to I guess Gary Clark's down at 3500 now but uh just such a low usage guy even in 30 minutes only got 6.6 on FanDuel is there anybody below that 4800 number of uh Chuma Kiki that you might be looking at yeah Chuma Kiki is uh Obviously, many people don't know him. He was sensational in Auburn's uh, Final Four run towards ACL in, I believe, the fi- uh, Final Four game. I think it was the, uh, Elite, I eight think it was the Elite Eight. Elite, Elite Eight game. Yeah. Barry uh, had an impressive run, really rose his draft stock up. I Towards ACL, I didn't expect him to get drafted as high as he did, but when given the minutes, I think uh has an upside, obviously. We've seen it a couple of times. Uh, maybe a little bit more shot volume would be nice. Coming off the bench with no Aaron Gordon still there, uh, thirty six hundred on DraftKings is a uh, place where you can get different. I think I, it seems like a spot to just pay up for uh, the way things are stand stand right now. I think we need to consider um, Siakam eight K. Someone I'm like kind of zoning in on. He's getting strides of his old self, being more active on the offensive end. Uh, I think Siakam is probably my favorite power forward over there on DK right now. I probably, God, is he really? Maybe Siakam, Tatum, or Jeremy Grant, like one of those okay. three guys. Oh, you didn't place. say you didn't say Draymond Green, right? No, not, not I heard that, that wrong. Oh my God, there's a plane overhead, and somebody's like, there's a garbage truck that was going on simultaneously, and I thought you said Draymond Green's my favorite player at the power forward position. And I almost threw up, so that's cool. Uh, however, Draymond Green's doing a lot of things that I, I, I've i been on for the last two games simply because he's starting at the five. He's six six, starting at the five on an NBA team. What a time to be alive. Uh, you ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, as I see one of my nice-looking teams on Superdraft fall out of first place, let's wrap this up. Oh, that's, that was actually a humble brag. I think it was actually a humble brag. That was a little bit of a humble brag. I guess uh, for those who I, don't know, the worst impact's thing, pretty good at DFS. I'm just going to throw the worst that out. Thing there. about DFS is like when you're in first place for like majority of the night, like for two and a half hours, it doesn't mean anything until I the had, end. I had that hundred k sweat for four hours. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago? Two or three weeks mm-hmm. ago? I've never I've never had it for that long. Like the the one day I did win a hundred k, it happened like the last possession of the game. Uh, but with Zubac, uh, our Lord and Savior Zubac, let it be known. But I've always said this: the hold sweat is the nut worst compared to the chase sweat. The chase sweat is so much better than the hold sweat. Uh, luckily, I've been part of both. Uh, sometimes on the good <laughs> end, sometimes on the bad end. That was just but, a flat-out uh, brag. There was no humble brag part to that. Good lord, let's finish this effing thing up. I'm ready to go. Uh, top is center over on DraftKings. Joel Embiid is ten thousand eight hundred. Uh, I, I continue to feel like he's underrepresented uh, across 
every single industry. He will not be underrepresented against Enos Kanter. I'm pretty positive that Enes Kanter cannot guard me, so therefore he's not going to be able to guard Joel Embiid, who's one of the top basketball players on planet Earth, uh, playing at an unbelievable rate right now. Uh, you should be able to try to get him in your lineups. I am happy to see that Vooch saw 94, like he got a price hike up to 9,400. That being said, it's still not enough over on DraftKings in his current, uh, Not I, I know he got a couple steals. So one thing to pay attention to is sometimes somebody can salvage a, a, a game at their at their price point um, so Vooch ended up getting a couple steals in garbage time of that last game, which which really brought him into the optimal conversation with with Plumlee, who played fantastically well over on FanDuel the other night. But 9,400, where you can play him and Joel Embiid together, I have no problem going there. But like Vooch really did salvage the end of that game, uh, where he was kind of like sitting back and forth. But 61.75, uh, definitely, definitely got there. Uh, happy to go back to the well again at 9,400. Sabonis there at 8,800 is, is center eligible. Bam out of bio, 8,600. Uh, and then I want to bring up Canner and Cousins. Can, uh, Cousins is down to 6,900 now. He'll be a huge talking point on the slate again tomorrow, like he has been the last couple. We've seen back-to-back just bombs. He's hurt the field. He's killed them in every single way, shape, and form. Are we going back to Cousins and then Cantor up against Joel Embiid? Is there some upside there? Because, uh, again, he's got to play out of his mind to be able to to play above this Joel Embiid matchup, who I think is one of the guys that I do factor in defensively because he is that good. Yeah, I think favorite centers, the way things look at it, I think Embiid, Booch are obviously lead the way there uh, on both sides. Uh, I think we know the, uh, who they are, the consistency they provide. Vooch should be able to eat against this Golden State Warrior front court. Uh, many, many centers have just destroyed this Warriors front court uh, throughout the season. Vooch at 9,800, uh, like put up 60, I believe, uh, last time out. I think uh, high 40s, low 50s should definitely be something kind of like the floor, barring any foul trouble. I, I like Vooch quite a bit. Uh, maybe uh, Embiid versus Kanter. Uh, Embiid, just, Embiid did play uh, Portland a couple games ago. Um, he, uh, I think, believe, had to leave the game at that uh, in that game, and he did come back. He played that game without Simmons, only put up 45 fantasy points. Uh, if Kanter can hold himself out of foul trouble, that will be really key versus Joel Embiid. I think we could definitely consider uh, Cantor for sure. I think I would prefer to spend up those five hundred dollars to Cantor than play Cousins, uh, just because Cousins uh, seems like Stephen Silas at times is willing to just bench him and not close with him, which is really annoying. You really want Cousins to be able to get that full go, potentially crack the thirty minutes. Like thirty minutes of Cousins is nice, but I would love thirty-four, thirty-five minutes of Cousins. I know lower body injuries maybe. Uh, has like a strict minutes limit with him like that. But Cantor, I feel like if he stays out of Falcho, it's a big if against Embiid. Uh, has a higher upside, potentially. I also love this mid-range of center, too, tomorrow. I mean, Miles Turner hasn't been good lately, so we could we could maybe hope for a, a bounce back there. Uh, obviously, Mason Plumley is going to be popular coming off his 50 spot that he put up against Brooklyn. He's at six k or 6,100 on DraftKings. He's still within the realm there. He has seen a price uh, hike up all the way to 7K on FanDuel. I think that Vooch is still going to eat up some ownership at 9,800 and Embiid all the way up at 10.8. I guess uh, Cousins at 6K still is going to be the most popular play on the slate again. We're just going to have to play that game uh, and figure out what's going on. Uh, hello to the person in the background. That was very that was very amazing. Uh, it's, it's nice to have roommates at times. Uh, you got buddies uh, in the world with you. Uh, we got also... Um, 
Let me finish out on on center over on DraftKings. Chris Boucher at six thousand dollars. He only played twenty four minutes. Still put up forty four to get against Washington. Nick Nurse, please play him thirty minutes again. Those were the good days. Those were the good old days. Seventeen and sixteen in 24 minutes. This guy is just an absolute beast. I'm going to have exposure there. I'd much rather do that than go down to like Tristan Thompson. Uh, Eric Pascal is center eligible. You can maybe have some of that. Chuma Kiki, 3,600 over on, on DraftKings as well. Finish out center and let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm looking to going to be paying up uh, for my center spots. Uh, it'll be tough for me to go down there because I think some of these centers have 50, 60 point upside, which is uh, not many people have that on the slate. Uh, I want to say maybe Six or seven, usually on some slates, there's like fifteen to twenty uh, guys. So it'll be it'll be a spot where I'm I'm going to be definitely considering to pay paying up. And outside of that, uh, thanks for so much for tuning in. And uh, going back to the Roby thing, uh, it's really important to also like monitor news heavily. I know a lot of people rely on many providing updates with alerts. I know they're a great job of consolidating information. But the team beat reporters are as important because that's who these alert systems are getting their information from. So being able to like uh, spend time and like even my biggest red flag was when he wasn't in the starting lineup. Not that I was I was like 50 50 he would start. But once he was starting on not in the starting lineup, I was yanking him out of there. So it's really important to just keep an eye on the situation. I know they were low on bodies and minutes are everything in basketball, but there's so many ways to take advantage of that situation i thought how nice for you how nice for your impact yeah again i was i was lower on him to begin with just because he was so so popular in DraftKings, and i thought that there were viable plays there and with muscala that helped me get off of him quite a bit of all people on planet earth but uh, i still had enough of him that it hurts and it hurts because going through your lineups it's like one of them but again nba dfs is unpredictable in some of these ways uh rin pack is one of the best in in this game in this space so so definitely make sure that you're you're following his advice check in with those b reporters check in with awesome o nba we're trying to give you all the news that we possibly can up to the minute up to the second uh news god is unbelievable at what he does so so uh just stick with it stick through the, uh, trust the process if you will trust the process uh that's really all i got for you guys today uh rim pack any final words oh thanks so much for tuning in we'll be back tomorrow night and good luck everybody good luck we'll see you on thursday Bye. friday friday it's friday With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.